0: this is podspot the unofficial uk hubspot podcast brought to you by clients first hello and welcome to podspot this is episode three Um, i'm matt wood a digital strategist here at clients first and today we're talking all about automation specifically workflow automation within hubspot Um, how it can be used, uh, what the benefits are, um, how different departments can use it, marketing, sales, and service. Um, So Workflows has been around uh, in HubSpot for quite a while now. Um, It's a really valuable tool. It's quite a complex tool. Uh, There's a lot behind it and there's a lot it can do. Uh, Today, we're gonna try and provide an overview, um, some ideas about how you can use it. Uh, how it's going to change in the future, and we may dig a little deeper for those more advanced users as well. Um, To join me on this um, chat around automation today, I've got John Pittam, who is MD at Clients First. Welcome, John.
1: Hi, Matt. Delighted to be here and a guest on your podcast, or our podcast, should I say.
0: (laughs) I know, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Is it my podcast, your podcast, or the Clients First podcast? No it's your
1: podcast, Matt. It's your podcast.
0: <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, so, yes, John, you're, you've used automation within HubSpot. Um, you kind of you, you know the capability, um, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: so, I guess just to kick things off, uh, could you tell us why automation is important to a business, uh, what benefits it can bring to a business, um, and how businesses can use it um, on a top level
1: sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, I think everyone knows that that automation is, is, is really important to a business. And by that, we mean sort of removing human tasks from um, a process. Um, you know, it's been around for, for, for a long time now. I think what's happening now with with the development of the CRM tools that we're seeing is, is that the sophistication of automation is just improving, increasing all the time. Um, you, you know, why does a, a business use automation? Well, you know, to, re- to reduce cost uh to remove error uh, from human involvement um and you know to bring benefits to the business in terms of uh making processes more efficient you know we always when we go into a business and and sort of we look at uh the implementation of a hubspot or even improving the use of hubspot we'll kind of do process mapping and, and and quite quickly you can see when you start to map processes the human parts of that process that actually could quite easily be automated. Um, and therefore that's where sort of workflow automation comes in. And, and, and obviously it just smooths those processes, makes them more efficient, etc. I think one of the things that we're seeing um, a significant increase in, I guess, in, in the use of automation is you know HubSpot's ability to integrate with other platforms from an API perspective so suddenly from an automation perspective you know a process that was handled externally on another system that data being pulled into HubSpot then allows that data to be used for triggering automation within um hubspot which might mean client engagement or customer engagement or whatever so so the processes are really starting to be built from cradle to grave you, you know with hubspot playing an important part of that so you know workflow is just about making a business more efficient freeing up people's time particularly sales people and marketeers to do things where they add the most value as opposed to those sort of administrative tasks etc um so yeah that in general is 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 what automation can bring to a business um I guess, though, you know, HubSpot has its own way of doing automation, and and I think, Matt, that's why uh, that's why I'm delighted to be here talking to you because you're the man who knows all about this stuff. So, um, you know, to spin it around the other way, I hope that's a, a bit of an introduction to people, but for people, but um, in terms of the way HubSpot runs workflow automation, Matt, do you want to just give us a a, a view on that?
0: Yeah, of course. Um... So, uh, you know, workflows, uh, workflows are HubSpot's marketing and CRM automation tool. Um, and they're actually, there are actually two different types of automation with HubSpot. So, um, you've got workflows and you've got sequences. So, um, I'm going to be talking a bit about both, probably you're going to be talking about sequences a bit later on in the podcast, but, um, sequences is essentially sales automation. Um, and it's designed to allow salespeople to send uh, a series of automated emails, um, and create tasks off the back of those emails as well um, with the whole goal of engaging with leads and prospects. So um, it's a lot more basic than workflows um, and it, it's, it's more of an email tool, whereas workflows is a much broader, wider tool um, and it, it goes, workflows goes a lot more deeper than sequences. So. With workflows, you can pretty much do everything from auto, automated email sends, um, to automating internal sales and marketing processes. Uh, all that can be done from within workflows, uh, for, to give you a good example of that, um, you've got, uh, for example, a data field can be changed, deleted, appended, uh, when someone performs a certain action on your website or moves to a certain, um, part of the sales process. Um, data can be um, can be aut- automatically changed, um, which is, is absolutely great for uh, uh, for a CRM.
1: So just sorry, Matt, just to jump in on that. So so a use case, for example, would be from a marketeer's perspective. If we've got a prospect who's arriving on a certain page, we could change the data held against that prospect because you know that we, we kind of might know their interest based on the page they've been. We could actually change a data field within the contact record to update based on the page they visited.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they've landed on um, the services page for your product. Um, you might have a data field which um, m- might list out all of your different services. Um, and if they've consistently, you might even set it to, um, to enroll them into a workflow when they've visited a certain service page, maybe three plus times, um, which means they're clearly interested in that service. Um, you could then maybe fill out that data field trigger a new workflow which will start sending them information about that service um so yeah you you can be you can um go quite complex quite smart with workflows um but you've also got the um the sales side as well so prospects can be automatically moved through different stages of of the sales um cycle so that can be based on any number of criteria but we'll we'll get into that in more detail in a bit um so when when you're setting up workflows, workflows can be pretty much triggered off any of the main objects in the CRM system. So you're thinking contacts, companies, deals, tickets, and even um, quotes and invoicing can actually be automated within within HubSpot now. So there is quite a lot of scope for what you can you can automate within HubSpot, and it, it is the the most powerful tool uh, within the system, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, you can get quite creative with it
1: okay and in terms of sort of a a use case from a marketing perspective you know we talked there about updating a data field based on a visit but but what 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 sort of workflow would be put in place in relation if, if you're a marketeer and let's say you've got a content offer or you're pushing you know stuff out to an audience there how would you use workflows and what would be use case in that example
0: okay so i guess a really easy use case for, for lead generation content campaigns um, is off the back of, uh, most of the time, it's a form being filled out. So if you're running a content campaign, you're going to have a landing page with a form um, that you want people to fill out to become a lead. With a workflow, you can, you can basically um, automate and send a series of emails to people who may have maybe downloaded the guide um, or inquired about a product or a service. Um, with these emails, the goal most of the time is to further nurture them. Um, so you can either pass them on to your sales team or you can get them to actually make a purchase there, and then if you're more of a sort of B two C or a product led uh, company, I guess the great thing about workflows is that you, you can go as basic or as complex as you like with them. So um, once you get the hang of, of workflows, you can start to build more smarter, more decision based workflows, which can position more relevant messaging to your audience. So um, going one step further, uh, you know you might start with a basic workflow, uh, which is someone's filled out a form, uh, they then receive maybe. Three or four emails, which just give them more context to who your business, what, what you do, the services you offer as a business, and maybe more content to help them out. So taking a bit further, you might start to add things called decision trees. Um, so, for example, someone might have clicked um, one of the sales calls to actions in your in your mailers. So you might send them down more of a salesy-based flow um, as part of the decision tree, which will send them more sales-based mailers designed to, get, uh, to push them over the line. On the other hand, you might get some people that um, that haven't clicked at all on the mailer, and you might actually send them down a more content-led, helpful approach instead of going too salesy. Um, so you can start to um, segment uh, segment out the different types of people and how they interact with your your workflows and mailers that you're sending to them.
1: So I guess, so I guess really that's about, you know, from a marketeer's perspective, mapping the engagement to the buyer journey, you know, if they're, if they're early in the stages and just sort of, you know, in that investigation stage, then we can almost work with that and serve up content that's relevant. And then if they're further down the funnel and they're starting to look at more sales orientated content, we can then serve up more of that content that that channels them further down the funnel quicker, ideally.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, a a big part of of building workflows and automation in general, really, is mapping it out properly in the first place. I'd never go into HubSpot and just try to build a workflow there and then off, um, you know, without without actually mapping it and running past multiple people um, before build. So um, having sort of your clear... By a journey in place and clear sales stages in place before you actually build any of these sort of workflows will will help you in the long run and help you to build a more helpful workflow, but a more um, relevant workflow as well to your audience. And
1: just, just sort of on that point about being relevant to the audience and being helpful, th- thinking about sort of... Um, operational capability and delighting clients and service, et cetera. When I go into workflows and, and I don't build many workflows at all, but but I see all these different options down the right-hand side within HubSpot to be able to, you know, create tasks for people um, if something happens. And if something meals on a deal stage, then you can do something, et cetera. So, you know, it looks pretty complex to me, but I know that it's a really useful tool from a sort of operational capability and de- delighting clients and, and that sort of process orientation. What what view have you got of that and what examples are there where that that kind of what feels to me quite complex stuff can can be used to to deliver a great service to clients?
0: Um yeah, so I mean the great thing about Hubspot is that you you hold a huge amount of data on on your current customers. So you have when someone's become a customer, you have their complete demographic data, you have their complete interaction with your business from when they became a lead all the way um, through uh, interacting with your marketing team, your sales team, and finally when they became a customer, you have all the information of what services and products they've bought as well. So it's great to have all this data, and it means that you can start to really um, tailor your your um, messaging to customers um, once they. Because what a lot of businesses will do is they'll they'll push someone over the line, they'll get them as a customer, and then they'll forget about them. When really you should be. Um, what you said john is delighting them constantly and turning them into referrers for your business so uh, a good examples of, of of delighting your customers within hubspot so first of all if you offer um support to your customer base then hubspot comes uh with a built-in ticketing and support offering um, and all of this can be automated using workflows um so a really simple example of this is say a new support query came in from a customer lands in the support inbox. Um, you, can, you can set up HubSpot to actually um, rotate new tickets around your support team. You can set your support team up with a new task, um, which is you know whatever the uh, issue is. Um, and that can be all be automated and added into the task automatically as well, nothing manual to it. Um, you can then send a new email um, to the customer, giving them receipts, um, that the support request has been uh, accepted and it's being worked on, and the likely response times as well. So you can actually um, keep your customer in the loop on all, your, all support activity and make them sort of feel at ease that their issue is being dealt with by, by your company. And because um, there is nothing worse than you know getting in touch with a company with an issue as a customer and not hearing back from them, not hearing any sort of correspondence other than maybe just a simple email saying yes, you have sent. You know, our support team has got your re- support request. So HubSpot can solve that with automation. Um, and again, you can build that out, out as big as you want, as complex as you like, or you can keep it quite simple with that example I just said.
1: And interesting on that, Matt, sorry, sorry, jumping in again. And and I tend to do this a lot, so I do apologize. Oh, it's fine. Um, but one of our clients I know, you know, was looking at that. And, and one thing they wanted to do on support tickets was, automate a process that raised the profile of the ticket based on the customer type that it was so they would they would segment their customers and they had that data and certainly the more important customers if a ticket hadn't been responded to within eight hours or 24 hours then that pinged an email off to a different team that then enabled them to action it so so again just a i guess an example of workflow automation to be able to delight customers in a more effective way and also use the data to segment so that you are Pushing people down different routes, if you like, in terms of that that um, contact engagement piece.
0: So yeah, segmentation is is a huge part of 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 CRM systems and automation because, like you said, John, you you know, if you segment your more valuable customers, you can provide a much higher, better service to your to your entire customer base um, by being there and making sure that you're answering queries straight away, um, and all this can be done within HubSpot. What you can can also do to delight customers in HubSpot is actually use it to upsell to customers automatically as well. So you can trigger automation off things like, uh, example of this, you can trigger automation off dates and times. So um, 60 days before a contract renewal is coming up, you may trigger a mailer um, which will go out to your customer with an exclusive offer. Um, So you can start to to be a bit smarter around um, dates and times coming up and um, using the data you have within the crm system to um to provide relevant offers to, to to current customers as well
1: and that's and that sorry just on that sales one it's a really interesting one because w- one of the things also is not just you can ping an email off but also you can create a task for salesperson to phone that customer so you know if you want if if the sales process is such i think that there is you know human engagement is better to to um you know to sign up the the client or the customer for another term then actually pinging a email is good but actually pinging a notification to a sales rep to give them a call is is probably just as good if not better
0: yes i know i agree definitely you have the service side of hubspot as well um which you can actually um, start to automate feedback surveys and start tracking things like net promoter score and customer loyalty and these sort of and surveys can actually be built within the um hubspot service hub um and these can all be automatically sent out on certain dates. so you might send a, a feedback survey survey maybe a month after someone has become a customer um and you can collate all that information and do all that stuff um, in an automated way as well. So um there's there's lots of lots of ways um, you can actually carry on delighting customers using automation. Um, and it is important too that you, you're constantly at the front of mind of, of your customers.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's you know the, the tool is so powerful and there's so much you can do with it. I think the really important part is is to for an organisation or a business to have mapped their existing processes and then look at them in light of what HubSpot can do, um, and, and then just start to think about what how that how that that process can be improved or actually added to in terms of you know that extra email or the call from the sales rep or the call from the service desk just to improve that that whole process and delight the customer even further.
0: No, I agree. I mean, mapping processes, like we've said, is is one of the most important parts about using any sort of CRM system. And we you know, we talk to a lot of clients and prospects um and the amount that don't actually have any processes mapped is is unreal, really. It's it's um it's a thing that a lot of businesses really just push to one side and kind of try to forget about because it's it's difficult. It's it's a really difficult part of running a business is being able to map the processes properly. Um, and actually, having time to do it, and um, HubSpot will work the best. Will work best for you when you have everything mapped out and all the processes how you use the system mapped out properly.
1: So, so you know, great overview of of its capability, I guess. Um, but there'll be people out there who kind of go, "Yeah, get all that. Yeah, definitely." So, so how do you go about setting up and creating workflows in HubSpot?
0: Okay, so um, to begin with, I I, I would probably sit down and map the whole thing out first before building it just because um you'll want to have a sort of blueprint to your workflow before you go in and try to build it there's there's nothing worse than going into a workflow with a sort of vague goal and vague sort of a vague understanding of how you're going to do it and try to build it from scratch um so i'd probably either use you know either a piece of paper it depends how you sort of like to sort of visualise things, but I'd probably either use a piece of paper and map it out, or we often use tools like um, Lucid Chart, which is a flow diagram builder, uh, building software, um, and we, we'd properly build it out um on, on one of these tools first um
1: what we and what you're talking about is is, is basically mapping it so, so you are creating a flow diagram to say start here this happens then this happens and if this happens that happens that's what you're saying here isn't it just a, a sort of flow diagram of the process
0: exactly that yeah um just as you would as you would actually build it within HubSpot try and map it out first on a completely different um program or on piece on a piece of paper um, i think it's also important to to get other people involved too now with workflows it, it's easy to to lose yourself down uh, like a workflow hole um just because it, they can get quite complex and um, there can be a lot of different uh, decision points that you know your brain can't really handle so it, it's a good idea to sort of try to put um, an initial draft together of a workflow and then get your team Someone else within the business that's also quite logically minded, I guess, to, to, to look over the workflow too and um, provide as much feedback as possible. Um, you know, often there'll be things that you've missed, delays you've missed, uh, decision trees you've overlooked. Um, so I, I'd run through the process multiple times and think of the different variations and paths someone could take before you actually, uh, and I, I'd have everything sort of in your mind as perfect as possible before you go and build it and it will just save loads of um, anguish down the line when uh, something doesn't work properly when you've built it. Um, I think another point is to also make sure you know exactly what actions you have available to you within workflows depending on what packages you're on with HubSpot you'll have certain access to certain actions so the sales ones for example you'll only have access to in sales pro and above licenses Um, you'll have some additional actions if you're on the enterprise level as well. Um, if you don't have marketing pro you don't have access to workflows anyway so there's no point even trying to build them to you you have uh, marketing
1: pro what are those actions what what are the actions that you can undertake as part of a, a a workflow
0: so yeah that's a good question there's there's quite a few um some of them won't mean anything to some people some if you if you're already quite sort of workflow savvy you might um recognize a few of them so uh, I'm just going to run through them in, in order, actually, of, of what they are within HubSpot. So um, first of all, you've got the enrollment trigger. Enrollment trigger is the most important part of the workflow because it sets um, the people who will actually be able to enroll into the workflow. Um, so with an enrollment trigger, you set a criteria. And as soon as people in the CRM hit that criteria, they will be enrolled. So there's you can basically use um, any of the the data fields within HubSpot, and that's across all objects, contacts, companies, deals, tickets, quotes. You can use any of them to enroll someone. So um, if someone's visited a certain page on the website, you can use the URL in that page um, as uh, as an enrollment trigger if you'd like.
1: And equally, a, sim- or a simple one is deal becomes closed one. A deal becomes closed one, then they go into workflow, which is the implementation of that deal or product delivery for that product and service.
0: Yeah exactly um so there's a there's a multitude of different ways you can enroll people into workflows um so never think there's not a, it's impossible to enroll someone it, it's there's always a solution some way to enroll someone into a workflow yes yeah, so the different actions so first of all you've got delays um so you've got two types of delay and um, there's actually a new one just released from, from hubspot so first of all you've got delay for a set amount of time which is very standard in in workflow builders in um in automation builders, so is to delay someone between two actions. So you can set uh, a time of between uh, seconds, minutes, hours, um, weeks, if you want. So um you can—it's basically the amount of time before someone moves from one action to the next action. Uh, so so delays—you'll use a lot of time, a lot of the time. Um, another type of delay, which has just been uh, launched by HubSpot, is uh, delay until a, t- a day or time. So you can actually choose. Um, a certain time of the day to, to enroll people into workflows, or a certain day of the week uh, to enroll, enroll people into workflows. So you can actually build that straight into a workflow now. Um, whereas before you actually had to change that within the settings of a workflow. Um, so then you've got um, decision tree branches, which are also called if-then branches. So these are the sort of more complex actions where you can start to send people down to different um, directions and different down different parts of the tree, depending on um, what actions they've taken. So, for example, you might have um, an if then branch. So if a deal is closed, then move them down the yes branch. Uh, if deal is not closed at this point, move them down the no branch. The yes branch might send a uh, you know an email, a welcome email, out to uh, to the customer. The no branch might prompt a task or might set up a task for the salesperson to try and uh, get the, the deal closed. So these can be quite complex. This is why mapping it um, in the first place is really handy because you can work out all the different decisions someone can make uh, and 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 do within the automation first. You've got a role in another workflow, so you can actually enroll people into other workflows directly from within a workflow. So you might want to chain up different workflows together.
1: And I guess to some extent, sorry, to some extent that that's good practice, isn't it? So rather than create sort of monster workflows that branch out over everywhere, actually to have workflows related to individual sort of smaller processes, but then linking them together is probably a better way to go than, than sort of build out the monster workflow that covers everything.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, don't, I would never try it. I mean, I try and always keep a workflow to a single purpose. I would never try and mix multiple workflows within the one workflow. And, you know, we see it all the time and all it will lead to is confusion, um, a complex maze of, um, of different decision trees all over the place, and it'll make it impossible to actually manage. So I try and keep your workflows to a single purpose and as simple as possible if you can never try to over complicate them so other actions you've got an uh, internal communication section so this is all around sending internal communications to people who within uh, within the business so sales team marketing team services operations you can send everything from emails um internal html emails um sms text messages and actually in-app hubspot notifications as well so you can notify um your any of your team members at any point really throughout a workflow you've got your external communication now out of the box the only external communication tool you'll have uh, action you'll have is sending an email out to somebody but if you start to plug in things like um, text messaging uh, your text messaging service um as a th- like a third party text messaging service you can actually start to bring in um things like text into um, workflows as well.
1: Yeah, so so simple to sort of thinking about that renewal process is that, you know, if it was an insurance contract that renews each year, that 30 days before a renewal, you could set a workflow up to trigger a SMS message going off to the, the, the customer to say the renewal's happening in 30 days.
0: Exactly, yeah. So you've also got some more sales-based workflow actions as well, which um, you'll only have if you have sales pro and above as a package, but you've got um, assignment-based actions, so rotating contacts to owners, which is really useful. You have quite a big sales team. Instead, if you, as a sales manager, manually having to assign um, contacts to all your sales team manually, um, you can just simply use the rotate contact to owner action, and that will just... Um, evenly start handing out leads to all your sales team automatically. Um, But you've also got different actions as well within the sales um, pro functionality, like creating a deal automatically, which can be useful, uh, creating tickets and also creating tasks as well. Um, So you can actually set up a lot of task management Uh, stuff uh, automatically and automate all your task management stuff um, behind the scenes as well
1: and one of the things actually i was talking to a marketing team about this one of the things they did for their for for workflows was triggering off deal and product types so they wanted to the marketing team were pushing a new product they wanted to know when that product was was being inquired about and was creating as a deal and also the certain size of the the sale of that product so you know if it was a hundred thousand pounds of this product type then marketing internally wanted to get a notification of that so they that could keep a track of the large deals around a new product they're launching and that's just an example isn't it of sort of internal notifications which can start to help the business get insight over a sales and marketing capability
0: yeah i mean the internal communication i mean as we know internal communication is crucial especially at the moment with everything going on in the world um the internal communications automation in hubspot is is really is great um, and it just can keep everybody on the same page and it can stop anything from being missed or dropped um especially around the sales team as well but yeah the yeah internal communication stuff is is brilliant within hubspot a couple of other actions so you've got um list management so you can actually add people to certain lists within hubspot and remove them from lists as well um from workflows um so for example of that is you might um want to add people to uh, a customer list if they um, have gone through a workflow and the deal has been closed one um, you might as an next action add them to customer list uh, automatically so yeah there's lots of uses for that um, finally you've got a uh, property management so this is where you can set different data field property values you can copy property values um, clear values increase or decrease them um, and you can actually you can also manage subscription statuses as well for email uh, within property management so that's what we're talking about different data fields being able to be updated based on certain actions people have taken um, and that covers most of the main actions uh, within HubSpot, John
1: So, so I mean there's a lot in there isn't there and I've, I've sort of uh, dabbled with workflows a few years ago and I kind of look at what the workflows that you guys create and that clients are creating etc and, and there's a complexity to them sometimes but but actually the user interface is really quite nice isn't it it's a drag and drop and and it's very easy to build these out once you've mapped them um but but what other sort of tips are there for people who are just maybe you know managing workflows themselves or just getting started What what are the best practice tips for setting up and managing workflows in HubSpot?
0: Um, so I think it's what I've kind of already talked about. So mapping it out properly is crucial. Um, yeah, don't go into it just straight into HubSpot and just try and build the work unless it's a really simple workflow with maybe one or two actions, maybe just to create a task off the back of something or to send out an, an email, like a thank you email or something like that. If, it, if it's quite a complex piece of automation, always map it out first and get every, get more people involved as well. Try and get as many people as you can to give feedback. Um, and you'll be less likely to miss anything Then Don't overcomplicate them. It's really easy to, to start adding more and more decision trees and you can quickly get out of control uh, with a workflow um, where you've got branches going all over the place and you've got all sorts of different uh, rules um built in um and if you start to over complicate them you'll soon just lose control and you won't be able to manage um manage your workflows properly so d- try and don't over complicate them if you do have lots of workflows that are sort of connected with each other try and build them out into separate workflows and like we said before try and um, chain them together um and you know and send people to other workflows from within workflows um instead of trying to build it into one workflow. A good uh, thing to use is the history area as well um, within workflows. So first of all, you, like well, you, you, before you're actually launching your workflow, make sure you test it properly, fully. Um, and there's a, there's a built-in testing tool within within workflows where you can send different contacts. You, you can test the enrollment rules with contacts based on certain data criteria, and you can also send people down uh you can also send yourself down uh, workflows and get all the mailers and and go through the entire workflow as well to check it works so definitely use the testing tools before actually going live especially if it's quite a complex one again try and test multiple people as well if you can and also yeah the history area is great because once you've got your workflow running you'll want to be checking on it all the time to make sure it's working properly so within the history area of workflows you can see um every interaction somebody's had in the workflows and you can start to see any errors that are popping up. Um and you can start to see any changes that you need to make uh, going forward. Um so
1: yeah that's quite an interesting one and i know that because of a conversation with a client recently whereby you know the workflow wasn't working but actually just go into history you can see that as of a certain date you know four days earlier the workflow was changed by someone and that's where the error occurred in in terms of it not working properly so the audit trails there which is uh, which is great the other thing i was just thinking about as you were talking there was and where i think we've used workflows as a sort of neat little tool i guess is to update uh, contact properties and and you know company object properties if you like whereby you know you, you sort of build HubSpot with custom fields etc and the business evolves and, and new custom fields are created because there's a there's a new product a new service a new way of doing things and actually workflows are really neat to update um, fields based on another field so you know if a field is becoming um, out of date and you've created a new property then actually you could Uh, quite easily run a very quick workflow to say that all all, you know all contact records that have this property um, and this contact field uh, populated update this new property field with that value or or a different value depending what that might be and then you can delete the old property field if that's what you want to do. So I've found it a really neat way of just kind of keeping on top of the database to ensure that the the, the data being held in in HubSpot is, is up to date.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and actually, just as you're talking about data fields, another thing you can do with automation, and that's part of data fields as well, is calculations. So there's uh, cal- you can you can build data fields, uh, calculated data fields, um, and you can actually um, start to build sort of revenue-based data fields and number-based data fields with calculations um, uh, with workflows as well. So um, you can actually go, you know, quite in depth and start. Um, you know, really sort of creating some quite complex, um, calculation fields. And, um, you know, if, if you do have a lot of data and a lot of revenue data within HubSpot, you can start to sort of automate revenue data as well.
1: we, we we could talk all day about workflows, couldn't we? The, the depth you can go into with it in terms of uh, how it can help a business is incredible. So um, okay, Matt, this is this is a great conversation, and as I say, we could chat all day, but we shan't. I'm sure our listeners have better things to do. Um, but I will leave you with one tip, and this is this is a little hobby horse of mine in relation to you know best practice, and that is the use of folders and and file naming conventions in relation to workflows. You know when we build them out, I hate to go into a, a HubSpot portal where there's just lists and lists and lists of workflows actually the ability just to you know create folders to put them into to group together similar workflows and have file naming conventions that everyone understands just makes life so much easier for everybody
0: i completely agree and you know your hubspot portal can quickly become a mess if you don't start um, using naming conventions and folders properly um so yeah just that is a good tip john the sooner you can start setting up folders and start using them the better
1: thanks Matt you know it's been great to chat today and I've learned so much about workflows that I didn't already know so I uh, appreciate that that it is a, a big subject that uh, has a lot of detail into it if people want to go there so uh, appreciate your time today Matt it's been uh, it's pretty good to catch up on this No,
0: yeah, it's a pleasure John as you can as you can tell it's a subject close to my heart so um yeah uh, it's been great chatting with you today